Yo, 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 GAC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventure crew, led by Honky Back Bacon. Then there's Aaron Goody, Hilarious and Raven. Billy Tally is fierce. Jay a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew, but he ghosted on the bunch. Let's start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello and welcome everyone back to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. This is episode 12. We made it to a dozen. Huzzah! Thank you for sticking around. So this is episode 12 of I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. And today we're going to talk about the latest episode of Ghost Adventures. It was episode 10 of this current season. And it was the London Bridge. And, surprisingly, the London Bridge, not in London. It is in Lake Havasu, Arizona. Sounds weird, doesn't it? But it's true. In 1968, they moved the London Bridge from London to Arizona, brick by brick. And uh, I guess I did a little research because I was like, why? Why would they do such a thing? Like, why would you go from London to Lake Havasu, Arizona? Sounds weird because, you know, you don't even think of Arizona as having water, let alone bridges. So in 1968, the I guess the mayor or somebody of Lake Havasu, you know, needed some tourist attractions. And London was getting rid of the old London Bridge and wanted, were selling it. So that's why they moved it from London to Arizona, and it cost about $10 million to, to move that bridge. I hope it was worth it. So this was a really fun episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys got a little time to escape from all the COVID worries. Just for your information, I was tested at my nursing home job, and I am negative, thank God, but of course, as soon as I tested negative, I now have a terrible cold. So if I sound congested, that is why. And also, that's why this is coming out late, because I've been feeling really sick and um, I'm really sweaty. I have a fever sometimes, so I sweat a lot. Anyway, back to Ghost Adventures, the London Bridge episode. Okay, so like I said, this was a, a fun episode had some good evidence, all my favorite things, um, like SLS, voices, a little bit of merriment from the Ghost Adventures crew. They were giving a history of the London Bridge um, at the beginning of the episode, and the first stone bridge, the London Bridge, was in 1209. The one that was moved to Lake Havasu was constructed in 1825. And then they, I guess, they need to rebuild it every once in a while and they move it. But prior to the first stone bridge in 1209, it was made of wood and kept burning down, which, you know, the little, the nursery rhyme, London, no, I don't know, London Bridge is always falling down, I guess. So, um, but also in the nursery rhyme, they talk about take a key and lock her up, lock her up, you know, all that creepy stuff. Well, I guess what was popular back then when they were building this bridge in 18... In 1825 was a process called immurement, 
which is a form of imprisonment, usually until death, in which a person is placed in an enclosed space with no exits. This is literally my nightmare. I have terrible claustrophobia, panic disorder, anxiety. I would That would be a terrible way to die. Hopefully I would like pass out fairly soon after being walled in and uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't feel the rest of it. So they found I think 80 bodies and five of them were children down in the base. So they thought maybe entombing children was uh, an, an offering of some kind. This bridge also has a lot of dark history as far as deaths. There were displayed heads on spikes on the gatehouse or whatever it was called at the at the bridge on the London Bridge while it was in London. So heads displayed on spikes, pretty gross, horrifying. And they talked about people being drawn and quartered, which I don't know if you know what that means. They kind of describe it in the Ghost Adventures episode, but it's pretty disgusting. Um, and they pull you apart in four different directions, which is being quartered. And then they displayed like someone's body parts after they've been like torn apart on the bridge. So I mean, come on, people. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna make something haunted, that's a good way to that's a good way to go, you know? I mean, but London's full of this like really scary dark history. I don't know if you've ever gone there. There's a place called the London Dungeon. It's basically a torture museum. And it's really upsetting because you're like, this is all ways that people thought of to hurt other people. Like, that's just so terrible, you know? Like, people are so mean to other people. I don't get it. Why can't we just get along? (sighs) All right. Anyway, so there are stories of people, like, jumping off this bridge into Lake Havasu. The water in Lake Havasu is very haunted from bad things happening. Boat crashes, people jumping off the bridge, things like that. Maybe people just don't like living in Lake Havasu and they want to kill themselves. I don't know. I haven't been there. But apparently people would jump off the bridge and kill themselves into Lake Havasu. And there's legend of the woman in black who people have seen. Some other paranormal investigators, I guess, got an EVP that they think is from the woman in black that said, both my legs are broken. Help me. That's what the EVP says. They theorize that maybe she jumped off instead of head first. Instead of dying immediately, she jumped feet first and broke her legs and then probably, you know, was in excruciating pain and drowned because, you know, she was in so much pain and could not swim. So that's a really dark history of the bridge and Lake Havasu itself. Oh, and then there's like a really violent part of it too. Not that the other stuff wasn't violent, but I guess all of Napoleon's firearms were melted down and made into the lamps that are lining the bridge. So that's fun. Lamps made of guns. And then people are also dying around this bridge because they're partying in their boats, partying too close to the bridge, and the carbon monoxide builds up under the bridge and ends up killing people, like asphyxiating the boaters. So that's another way people die in Lake Havasu. Um, There's also legends in the water 
of Lake Havasu that people, boaters see strange dark figures in the water and someone see, saw something floating underneath the bridge. That's just a claim. Okay, so the episode starts with Aaron and Billy investigating inside the bridge while Zach does some interviews. And Aaron hears a voice saying, you, or you again, or something, which we can't hear, but he hears. But he had a pretty good reaction to that. Okay, so Aaron and Billy are in the bridge, and Jay talks to Zach. He was doing some research. You know how I love it when Jay does research. And he researched all the different boating accidents that happened in Lake Havasu, which, you know, wasn't super exciting research, but it just added to all the deaths and pain and all the tragedy in Lake Havasu that would lead to hauntings. Okay, so then Jay and Aaron go inside the bridge and Zach and Billy go on a boat on the water. So Jay and Aaron are inside the bridge and they catch a mist-like anomaly on their camera. Again, this is one that I can barely see, but it's there. Um, And a bat flies at Aaron's head, which is comical and very scary. Bats carry rabies, folks. That is frightening. Then they were using the SLS camera and they get a figure. It was really cool. So they're using the SLS camera and a figure pops up. And then Jay asks it to show up again. And it does on command. It was really cool. You know how I love the SLS camera. I love seeing those stick figures. It makes me excited. So that was a fun moment. And then Aaron gets another SLS figure standing next to Jay. And it's a tall figure. And at this point, Jay um, sees a crack in like the foundation and is looking through this hole in the foundation at the water. Like, oh, look, you can see the water through here. And Jay's kind of leaning over, looking at the water through this crack. And this SLS figure, this tall SLS figure pops up and he's like doing something with his arms, with his hands. And it looks like, it kind of looks to me like he's um, trying to shove Jay through the crack in the floor. Like he's like, get down there, get down there. You know, like he's trying to squeeze him through the crack and drown him in Lake Havasu. That was just my interpretation of what the SLS figure was doing because he was just like reaching for Jay's head. It was funny. And then they hear a Aaron and Jay hear a blood-curdling scream. It was really amazing because it's like just this disembodied scream and you could totally hear it. It's like so loud and like disturbing. Is it, is it like somebody who's been, you know, entombed in this in the bridges, screaming to get out? Is it someone who has, been, has jumped to their death and that's their screams as they are jumping down, who knows, but it was like a really loud, really blood-curdling, disembodied scream. So that was pretty cool. Okay. And then while Zach and Billy are out on the boat, Zach catches something kind of inconclusive on his thermal camera. It's like a little blue dot that sort of like flies and somewhat like kind of skips, like skip bounces down the bridge. Um, Zach can't claim that it is definitely paranormal and he doesn't think it's a bat because he compares it you know I like how they always debunk things they try to debunk things he shows what a bat looks like on the thermal camera and how hot the bat is like the bat is like orange or red or something it has body heat and this thing is just blue so you know it's cold 
it's like doesn't have any body heat. So it's like a little blue ball that just kind of travels like kind of skippy bouncy down like down the bridge. But Zach says it's inconclusive because he can't tell what it is. So then there is a fun moment where Zach and Billy are trying to use this underwater drone to see what lies in the depths of Lake Havasu, which doesn't seem very deep. But um, with all these disasters and tragedies happening in the lake, they thought, you know, there might be something they could find. And the claims of seeing these dark figures in the water, like maybe there's some sort of a ghost fish or Loch Ness monstery type thing in there. Um, but they're having a really hard time using this underwater drone. I think they really should have tested it a little more before they got out there. They show that Billy did test it out in his bathtub, which was funny. It's a big tub. That's a really big tub Billy's got there. And uh, the drone, he you can see it submerges in the bathtub. But he probably should have used a real world scenario instead of just the bathtub because they were having a really hard time controlling it. Like it got stuck under the boat for a while. I mean, it just wasn't, it just wasn't working out very well. And Zach was even making jokes like he's more scared of the drone than anything else because the drone was like making weird sounds and it was like had a mind of its own. So that was um, a moment of hilarity. Okay, so Aaron and Jay decide to use an infrared grid inside the bridge to measure distance and temperature. And they get a few little hits on this grid. You can't see anything um, conclusive. You don't see any shapes or mists or orbs or anything, but they the, um, the grid is picking up something there. So back to Zach and Billy out on the water. Zach, again, catches something else. I think he's using the infrared or he's just using the camera. I think it's just the camera. He's scanning the bridge for activity and he catches a dark figure. It looks like a person. It's just a dark figure. He said it's as well. It is inconclusive because it could have just been a person. Who knows? But he caught a dark figure on the walking on the bridge or moving on the bridge. And then inside... Aaron and Jay catch more disembodied screams and yelling, like a man yelling. It was really freaky. It was like so loud and scary. I mean, I would have freaked out if I were in there with Aaron and Jay and heard those screams. I mean, come on. That was, they were really loud. So that was cool. So it seemed like inside this bridge, you know, because it's so old, the, the stones, the granite stones, there's um, a lot of residual energy trapped inside those stones so there was it seemed like like the yelling and maybe you know the mist so the screams and the yelling like that seems like it could be more of like a residual type haunting of the bridge although the um when jay when they got the sls figure and jay asked it to reappear it did on command so there could be some intelligent spirits there as well so it was cool like i said it was it was a good episode. The whole wonder, underwater drone thing didn't work out well, but um, the investigation itself I thought was pretty good. And Aaron and Jay caught some good stuff as well as Aaron and Billy when they were in the bridge before. And we learned a lot of history. We learned a lot of history of the London Bridge and a little bit of Lake Havasu, Arizona. So I guess it's just like a little London town tourist attraction in Lake Havasu. Okay, 
And then, as I like to do, I like to go back in time and revisit old episodes and watch one of those uh, double episodes that they play earlier in the week. And this this particular double episode was the Abandoned Buildings of Terror. Um, again, it's a really old episode. It has Nick in it. Hey, Nick, what up? It's um, from 2013 because they are in Boston. They're in Massachusetts, and they visit the memorial for the Boston Marathon bombing which occurred in April of 2013. And I guess Nick is from Boston or Massachusetts, so he wanted to pay his respects. That was um, another tragedy in our recent history. So um, I remember that well because I used to run the Boston Marathon, but by 2013 I wasn't running Boston anymore. I ran Boston in 07, 08, and 09. So I was not running in 2013. But I did have a friend who was running in Boston. Thankfully, he was faster and had finished by the time the bombs went off. But the bombs went off around the four-hour mark, which is when a lot of people start finishing. Um, so it did a lot of damage. It was very, uh, it was tragic. Anyway, Back to the show. Okay, abandoned buildings of terror. So then they go to a town in Massachusetts where there's a, P- a Pierce family mansion, which is a super awesome old house. Like it's really, it just looks haunted. Like it's one of those big old like Victorian or whatever houses that just like looks like ghosts must live there because it's so cool. Like it's got a lot of cool details and it's a cool old house that this couple bought and since they bought it they had had been having bad things happen to them and since had moved out so this mansion was built in 1875 and the Pierce family lived in there and they had six or seven deaths in the mansion including a young child um, who died in the house also after a while like I don't know how it was fairly recent when tenants were living in the house, there was a very mysterious death of a tenant who apparently was smoking in bed and burned to death. Well, what was unusual about it was that they said his cause of death was smoke inhalation when there was no fire. He was the only thing that burned. Like there was nothing else burnt around him. There was like not a house fire. He just burned. So it was a very strange situation in which this tenant was burnt and died in this house. Okay, then the investigation begins in the Pierce Mansion. They get lots of loud noises, bangs. Aaron and Zach are kind of freaking out. There's lots of noises. Um, They get an X camera that catches a ball of light, which was pretty cool. Um, And then they went into the basement with the owner, and there was a mist captured near Zach. It was captured on camera. And then they get, they capture a voice on the spirit box. And then upstairs, they're using the spirit box again. And they ask, what's your name? And they hear a voice say, David? Like, it's a question. David? So again, is that a voice responding that his name is David? Or... Is it someone looking for someone named David? Like, hey, David. Or is it totally unrelated and just residual? Then they hear a little kid's voice say, hi. It was super cute. It was like this little, hi. So they were all like, oh, that was the cutest thing. The couple who, li- who live there say that their neighbors see a 
child, a boy, playing and running back and forth in their downstairs, um, like first floor all the time, and they don't have any children. So maybe it was that child or maybe a different child. Who knows? I can't remember how many children may have died. So then they ask the spirit box, do you want us to leave? And the spirit box Oh, the owner is with them, the dude. The dude who's, you know, kind of foxy, actually. He kind of looks a little bit like Mark Ruffalo. He's with them, and he asks, do you want us to leave? And the spirit box says, no. And then he asks, do you want us to sell the house? And the, the voice in the spirit box says, not sure. Which actually, to me, kind of sounded like, yeah, sure. But it could have been not sure. Or, yeah, sure. A very indifferent ghost, who knows? And then he asks, what's the name of the woman who lives here? And they hear the voice on the spirit box say Lillian. And Lillian is indeed that guy's wife's name, which was neat. Okay, so then Aaron goes into the basement. Zach tells Aaron, what is your mission objective? And Aaron's like, um, to capture evidence or whatever. And Zach's like, no, it's to get attacked. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Zach. I appreciate that. So he sends Aaron in the basement to get attacked. In the bedroom, Zach and Nick get an EVP that says, go to sleep. And that is the bedroom where the tenant burned, that mysterious burning of the tenant where he died of smoke inhalation. And so I was thinking, well, maybe the ghosts would say that, like, go to sleep because they want him, they want, you know, them to fall asleep so that they could burn them like they burned the tenant, you know, ooh. Scary. I don't know. So that was about all the evidence they got in that episode. Just a few voices and ball of light. Good uh, spirit box action. So the second half of that double episode, The Abandoned Buildings of Terror, was a old hospital in Sonora, California, which um, this hospital was very popular during the gold rush. And this hospital is called the Tuolumne General Hospital. And they talked to a guy named Ed, who's a maintenance guy. And he says that the ghosts there in the hospital are pranksters. Um, like there was a guy in there shooting a movie, like trying to shoot a film inside the hospital. And this phone kept ringing and, and ruining the shot, you know, basically ruining the shot. And the guy's like, what the heck is happening? And they go to like take the phone off the hook or whatever and the phone's not even plugged in so it's like ooh, wee, ooh. ghost phone ghost really didn't like that movie okay so this guy ed who's the maintenance man calls the ghost george i guess he um didn't like to just call him the spirit so he, he named him george um and he called george a butthead which is funny because you're thinking oh it's a ghost but you know this ghost is a total butthead, which is funny. Okay, so then they were interviewing Ed, and they all heard talking. And they turned on a spirit box, and a woman's voice says, Jacob, and not George. So they're wondering, maybe this ghost is not named George, but his name is Jacob. And who is this woman? And why did she say Jacob? Who knows? And the weird thing, I mean, this building, I think, closed down in this episode was probably 2013, 2014, something. So the Tuolumne General Hospital closed its doors officially, all services, including their psych hospital in 2008. And there's a woman who actually works in this abandoned facility in the basement, and she works on medical records. And I can't think of either... A more awesome job because you don't have to worry about 
coworkers, and you can probably much do whatever you want, or the ter- most terrible job because you're probably surrounded by ghosts, which could be cool too, but you know, could also be terrifying. And it could be very lonely unless you know the ghosts are good company. But she works in the basement of this abandoned hospital in medical records. Like seriously, that's crazy. Anyway, so as they begin the investigation, there's some really cool stuff that happens. Um, Billy and Jay set up, because this building wasn't was abandoned fairly recently, they still had a lot of equipment in there, a lot of um, machinery and tables and chairs and things. So Billy and Jay set up an OR with um, a CPR dummy on the OR table and the SLS camera or the they called the connect camera back then the connect camera shooting into the room and they catch a little guy you know I love the SLS camera they catch a guy by the dummy patient and it looks like he's performing surgery or something on the guy his arms are moving like back and forth back and forth like he's uh performing surgery on this CPR dummy it's pretty cool so then Nick goes to lay down on the operating table to see what happens. And the Kinect camera is, um, you know, shooting in there. And all of a sudden a figure shows up and it looks like it's punching Nick in the stomach. Like it's going, oh, boosh, boosh. Like it actually kind of looks like um, if you were going to be breaking breaking a leg or something with a mallet, the kind of swing that you do, like a horizontal whack, whack with a hammer or something because it's his arm is doing a very horizontal whack whack and um it like punches nick in the stomach and nick gets a terrible pain in his stomach and jumps up off the operating table which is crazy because this was a ghost who just punched him in the belly and nick's like so upset like because it hurts so much and he almost barfs thank god he didn't but he almost barfed because it, it hurt so much and uh then they turn on the spirit box and they get a voice saying, help patient. So then Zach gets on the operating table with the spirit box. And he gets the name George and a ball of light. We can see a ball of light shooting into the spirit box when the voice, when the when the name George comes through the spirit box, which is kind of neat. So they're all in, the whole crew are in the other room reviewing evidence or whatever. And they hear like a loud crashing sound from the operating room. And they're like, what the heck was that? So they all run in there to see like something must have fallen or knocked over. And the monitor for the um, Kinect camera was like totally pushed right over. And they had another camera shooting that. So you could see it's just like forcefully like pushed over and hits the floor. So that was interesting because you get to see like poltergeist activity and when that happens the emf detector also uh, lights up so it's detecting a spirit when that happens they saw on one of the x cameras a weird light jay was in the control room and he and he was like guys there was like a weird light in the basement so they go down into the basement there's working elevators because people still are working in this building they go down to the basement and they debunk it it was just car headlights going past the window so i do enjoy a good debunking because they have plenty of other evidence, so I don't mind it when they find something that's not real evidence and are able to debunk it. So then, Aaron, there's like a padded room in the psych ward. This hospital had a psych ward, and there's a little padded room. And, of course, Aaron gets in the padded room, and he's left alone. 
and he starts like rocking back and forth and acting like a little um, skittish. And he keeps seeing someone behind the camera, which is outside the door. He's like peering out of this little tiny glass window, which is funny because he looks like a mental patient as he's doing that because he's so convinced he sees someone, but there's nobody there. And then he hears these loud footsteps like coming down the hall, which if I was locked up in that padded room all by myself and I heard those loud footsteps, you know I'd be freaking out too. So... That was freaky. And then he got an EVP of a woman's voice that says, please don't help me, which is really sad because this woman was probably in a lot of despair. She was probably really emotionally broken down and really kind of wanted to give up. So that was sad, but it was a good EVP. And then when Aaron gets out of the padded room, he's like so freaked out that he like starts to cry, which I was just, you know, like I said, just so much despair and like hopelessness um, for these patients who were probably locked in this psych ward because no one listens to them and they just want to ignore them and drug them and not help them. So you kind of lose all hope when things like that happen. And Aaron seemed to have been feeling that that emotion and he gets really he gets a little weepy so one of the reasons why Aaron's so freaked out is that when he's in the room he has the sensation that the last 10 years of what they were doing was all like in his mind like a dream or something or like a crazy vision so that also freaks him out so affected by this hospital and this room. So that was that episode. And that was, so that was, that was a cool episode. There was a lot of good stuff in there. A lot of good evidence, a lot of uh, creepiness. Old abandoned hospitals are pretty creepy. So I enjoyed that double episode of the abandoned buildings of terror. And of course I enjoyed the brand new episode of Ghost Adventures, The London Bridge. I always love a good Ghost Adventures episode and especially a new one because it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, stay safe out there, everybody. Do your social distancing. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Get tested if you can. Just be careful out there. Uh, hopefully this COVID virus will be coming to an end and we will be able to return to our lives to a new normal, you know, uh, definitely a, a new normal. It's like after 9-11 where nothing was the same ever again. And you just sort of get used to a, a new level of stress and a new normal. So I don't know how this post-COVID world, hopefully we will get to a post-COVID world and how that is going to shake out. But I hope everyone stays safe and don't forget to do all the good things social media things like subscribing to this podcast and writing me an email. I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your favorite episode is, your favorite piece of evidence. Let me know if you've had a uh, ghost experience yourself. Um, and reach out on Twitter at I love GAC podcast. That's that's the Twitter handle, at I Love GAC Podcast. Okay, so thanks a lot for sticking with me. Episode 12, done. And uh, I hope you're all doing well. And I will talk at you later. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.